welcome back to Pop Culture Crush. I'm your host, Jessica, and happy Friday, everybody. Can you believe it? It's almost the weekend. Bad weather's coming in my parts. I hope uh, you're not having to deal with that wherever you are. So today is Jim Carrey's birthday. What, what? So of course, we had to do Pop 5 Jim Carrey movies. So I realized it's been a while since I've seen a Jim Carrey movie. Uh, So I kind of had to go back. I even rewatched a couple of them just to see kind of what order I'd want them in. So I think I think I got it. We'll see if you agree. All right. Number five, Bruce Almighty. It's from 2003. And it's about a guy who complains about God too often and he's given almighty powers to teach him how difficult it is to run the world. Uh, fun little trivia. Jim Carrey often insisted on doing upwards of 30 takes of some scenes. Also, Egypt banned the film for its sacrilegious content. This is my number five because, I don't know, I just think it's a fun movie and it makes you think what you might do if you're given some serious powers. You know, would you do all these great and wonderful things or would you do some fun little weird things? I'm sure probably a mix of both. But honestly, though, when I was going through and looking it up and looking up YouTube, you know, videos from the movies and stuff, I would say probably the funniest part of that movie is with Steve Carell when Jim Carrey's character is trying to make him or not trying. He does make him talk weird on the news broadcast. Oh my God. I remember dying laughing in the movie theater at that. That is probably one of my favorite parts of that whole movie. So yeah, Bruce Almighty. It's a good one. Number four, Liar Liar. It's from 1997 and a fast track lawyer can't lie for 24 hours due to his son's birthday wish after he disappoints his son for the last time. Ooh, very dramatic synopsis. (laughs) Thank you, IMDb. A little trivia. According to an interview with Jim Carrey, he says that the gag of Fletcher chasing his son as the claw was something Carrey's father did to him and his siblings. Also, when Fletcher literally beats himself up in the restroom, no sound effects were used. Those are really the sounds of Jim Carrey's head slamming into the urinal, floor, and walls. Yikes. The reason I put this movie, I think, in my top five, but a little bit higher up, is because it reminds me of my nephew Donald. I I used to run around doing the claw routine with him, and it would just, like, completely freak him out. But also, there was the scene, or maybe it was maybe even just an outtake, Yeah, it might have been on the gag reel where Jim Carrey shrivels up this piece of paper and yells, a goose. (laughs) Now, I know it sounds stupid, but I used to make my nephew giggle so hard and then I would start laughing. I don't know what it is about that thing. This kid is now 23 years old and we still laugh at that gag and we still like crumple things up and go, a goose. So I think, like I've said many times, if you listen to this podcast, I'm all about nostalgia. So that one for me is definitely a big one when it comes to uh, nostalgic purposes. All right, number three, 
Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's from 2004. When their relationship turns sour, a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories. Some trivia. The idea for this film was brought to the director by his friend, artist Pierre Boussmouth, Boussmouth, who suggested you get a card in the mail that says someone you know has just erased you from their memory. And then during the train scene, Kate Winslet punches Jim Carrey. This was not staged nor planned. And so Jim Carrey's response is of genuine surprise. That's awesome. Oh, one other little trivia. Clementine's hair goes through several color changes, blue, orange, red, green, and brown, which seems to be her natural hair color. This helps the viewer keep track of where her relationship with Joel corresponds to the plot. Because it kind of, if you haven't seen it, it kind of jumps around everywhere to different parts of time and different parts of their relationship. So I'm going to be totally honest. A few years ago, I don't even think this would have made my pot five. To be totally honest, I was never a huge fan of this movie. Honestly, because it was so sad, but also because I didn't like any of the characters. <laughs> and and that obviously shows how good the acting is because I couldn't stand any of them. Like, I didn't really have sympathy for any of them. Maybe Jim Carrey's character a little bit, but I just, yeah, I had a hard time with it. But then Coco had me rewatch it again last year because he loves this film. He really, really likes it. And, you know, maybe I liked it more now because I'm older and sadder. <laughs> but I did. I enjoyed it more than the few times I'd watched it beforehand. And I get the significance of it more. I get the sadness and the reality of it. And to me, it's still horribly sad but I appreciate that sadness more, if that makes sense. Like, I appreciate what they're trying to get across with the movie a lot more. So, yay for being old and sad. <laughs> All right. And with that, number two, The Truman Show. It's from 1998, and it's about an insurance salesman discovers his whole life is actually a reality TV show trivia about this people on the set were forbidden from uttering phrases from jim carrey's past quote-unquote silly movies because obviously this was a more serious role so he didn't like that one other piece of trivia the original script had truman living in a recreation of new york city but the director changed it to an idyllic town to make the movie feel less sci-fi you know, I actually ended up rewatching this whole movie before we recorded this because I thought I remembered how much I liked it, but rewatching it again, it just solidified its number two spot for me. Like, for me, it made me stop and think, like, in the real world, how far are we willing to go for entertainment? Like, in today's age, like, this was 1998. Now, in 2020, it wouldn't totally surprised me if like a network bought a child <laughs> and made a reality show out of it. I'm sure there'd be a lot of ethical issues with that, but the shit that is on TV now, like there is some crazy stuff that people do on reality TV. And I was thinking about this. I would love to go back to myself in 1998 because I remember watching this and being like, that's crazy town. Like who, what, who would ever do that? Like now look at 
reality television. I mean, I would love to tell myself back then, this is nothing. Here's all the crap that's going to be on TV. And I don't think I would have believed me. I don't think I would have believed it. Because, you know, in the late 90s, there was like starting to be more and more reality television, but nothing like we have now. So it was just kind of cool to go back to 1998 and see what their take on it was. So if you haven't watched The Truman Show recently, you totally should uh, rent it. It's, it, yeah, it was really good. All right, so we are to number one. And number one is a three-way tie because I couldn't pick just one of these movies. I'm sure you've probably guessed it. It's Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. What I didn't realize, just straight off the way, all of them came out in 1994. They are huge movies. If you were kind of in the era that I grew up, like these are giant movies that still stick with you. And they were all in the same year. Like that's crazy to me. So just to give you like a little synopsis and like a little bit of trivia for each movie. For Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, it's about a goofy detective specializing in animals. Uh, He goes in search of the missing mascot of the Miami Dolphins. The voice of Ace Ventura and the manner in which he speaks was added by Jim Carrey only after several read-throughs of the script. The voice was something Carrey used in his stand-up routine. The all righty then was the catchphrase of one of his stand-up characters. And after the lines from the script weren't feeling right, he added to the script and read through it again using that voice for all the lines. It was such an improvement that it became the main Ace Ventura personality trait. I always wondered how he came up with that weird-ass voice. Uh, Dumb and Dumber. After a woman leaves a briefcase at the airport terminal, a dumb limo driver and his dumber friends set out on a hilarious cross-country road trip to Aspen to return the briefcase to its owner. Uh, Trivia. When Harry and Lloyd are in the car... (laughs) Sorry. Lloyd asks if Harry wants to hear the most annoying sound in the world. This was not originally in the script. You can tell by the look on Jeff Daniels' face. (laughs) Sorry, that like, that still kills me. Okay, and then The Mask. Bank clerk Stanley Ipkiss is transformed into a manic superhero when he wears a mysterious mask. And uh, Chuck Russell revealed that a lot of money was saved on special effects after Jim Carrey was cast. Carrey's body movements were so flexible and cartoonish, they didn't see the need to enhance them digitally. So those three all. I would say, though, if I'm being nitpicky, like super, super nitpicky, I would say The Mask would probably be my third, and then Dumb and Dumber And Ace Ventura would probably be like neck and neck. I mean, like a hair more for maybe Ace Ventura, but like a tiny, tiny baby hair. Uh, The mask. Yeah, that's third for me. But like I said in the beginning, all of them came out in 1994 and actually all of them hit number one. So that was an insane year for Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey kind of owned the 90s, if I can say that. So I haven't watched these in years. I'm sure there are things that just don't mesh with today's PC climate. (laughs) I'm probably positive there is. But these movies were such a huge part of my childhood culture. And even though I haven't seen them in years, I was watching clips on YouTube. 
And honestly, I could do most of the lines by heart for Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. Jim Carrey was a huge deal and super influential. And I'm sorry, but no matter what you think of him today, he is extremely talented. I mean, you don't see many people that can improvise like him, do physical comedy like him. And then he switched to serious roles. I 100% give him a lot of credit for everything that he's done. And I don't know, I I will definitely have to go back and watch those movies again to see. But for nostalgia reasons and for just being impressive, I give all three of those number one. So that's my list. Thank you again to IMDb for the trivia and movie synopsis. What are your favorites? I'm sure I left some off. There was a lot of movies of his and there's actually quite a few I haven't seen. I think more of his later stuff I didn't see a whole lot of. So let me know on all the social medias. Let me know what are your favorites? What did I leave off? Also, don't forget we are only doing two episodes a week now. So I will be seeing you again on Monday. Remember, you can find me everywhere if you miss me over the weekend or during the week on all the social medias at Pop Culture Crush, Pink Background, Little Black TV. Come say hi. Come tell me what you're watching. I'm always around. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and I can't wait to chat with you on Monday. Bye!